0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: everyone, and welcome to 40 Going On 14. I am Mike.
0: I
2: am Patrick. I'm Joel. And this October, I'm Josh. And we've been watching Child's Play, and I got to thinking, what happens if you're a serial killer who's got voodoo powers, finds yourself in a toy store dying, and there are no dolls available? What other toys could you go in? And I mentally compiled a list from Least Dangerous, a.k.a. Light Bright, to Most Dangerous. Big honkin indestructible Tonka truck. <laughs> no shit is safe. I don't know, Legos. Man, I
0: like would you consider like a like a Godzilla a, a doll?
2: I, I think that falls in the doll sort of spectrum. It's yeah, it would be kind
0: figure. of fun to inhabit a Godzilla figurine.
1: How screwed would you be if all you had was the light bright though? <laughs> I don't know, light. man. If you launch those pegs fast enough, I bet you can do some damage. <laughs>
0: I mean, I you're don't... not a, you're not that much, you know, less dangerous than an actual doll.
3: Legos, man. Then people step on you and they're
2: completely oh, yeah. incapacitated. Etch a sketch, not particularly dangerous.
1: Well, what's some what's some toys that have actually killed children? We got to look at those. <laughs>
0: like, go, go back to Legos. We know? <laughs> Do we really? Let's talk about toys that. That's our topic for this week: toys that kill children.
2: If you like <laughs> child murder, and who doesn't? <laughs> you might like the shows on the. Podcast Collective, Laszlo, <laughs> <as They>, <laughs> the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, which is almost entirely about child murder. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Tales from oh, uh, the
0: Their mileage may vary on the child murder. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Empty Rant Podcast, and of course,
1: the Red Dead Radio Hour.
3: Dude, I
1: come back as a jart. Well. Oh. Then kill somebody. Yeah,
3: yeah, man.
0: You'd have to go through my sister's face. <coughs> Remember I told you that story? She took a jart to the mouth when she was young. <laughs> I yeah. always thought that was innuendo. <laughs> nope. That was in her mouth, though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Game, set,
1: and match. Well
0: <laughs> played. Good night, everybody. That's the end of it. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, so uh, this week we watched Child's Play, the original 1988, and the remake 2019, Charles Play, not, not did I say Charles Play? Yeah, you <laughs> did say, say Charles Play. <laughs> there, is a, there is a 2019 remake called Charles that's about a haunted doll that looks just like Chucky, and then there's Child's Play, but we'll get to that later. Oh, I
0: thought I'm it was going to be Scott Baio going around killing people.
3: <laughs> I'm
0: working Charles, on I'm
3: Charles working Play on my own remake.
0: Charles in charge play. Front door!
3: I'm making my own remake. It's called. Hey! And
0: wait a minute. The, the, wasn't his best friend named Buddy? Yeah. Oh, See? See? We're, we're on to something. Imagine Buddy dressed up as Chucky and Charles in charge. I like this. Really, Sorry, Buddy? buddy. <laughs> really, brain? Charles, <laughs> It's coming.
1: Yeah, so uh if you're looking for more of this, uh iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkSoup, Podverse FM, dot com, and Pod Chaser, go on there. There are now feeds and all sorts of cool stuff on Pod Check that out and uh you can tag us and get updates. Uh along with not only when we post new shows for to go on fourteen, but when one of us are actually on another show, you'll get an update on it. So Oh, yeah. I
0: didn't know that. Yeah been it's been a while good. since that happened. Yeah. So, uh Give you have a call? podcast and you want to guess, come yeah. ask us. We might we're,
1: do it. <laughs> we're just a bunch of horrors. We'll go on anything. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 708 now wrapped. That's 708 669 I will give you a moment while you write that down on your post-it note.
2: And right.
0: we should probably address the elephant in the room. Uh, thanks, no for, in the room? Thanks, for, thanks for being back. Well, after our hiatus, we were gone for a little while. Had
1: to... Yeah, <laughs> we did. We had We had some housekeeping Thanks. to take care of, and uh, we are back.
0: Back in force with Killer Dolls. Yeah, and we're coming back with a vengeance with Child's, child's play. play.
3: And we'll Into. be your friend to the end.
2: It will be a shortened Octobu, but an Octobu nonetheless.
1: Yes.
3: True.
2: <laughs> Half a boo.
0: Half a
1: boo. A boo. Wow. So that would be a Bibu? No, a oh,
0: boo. That's a That's That sounds like a, a species of primate. It sounds like something. Here we, here we check in on the native Baibu.
3: <laughs> I know that's what the teens were saying these days. It's a vibu. Um, vibu.
1: So yeah, we got some voicemail. So uh, yeah, thank you, Nick, for giving us a call.
3: Hey guys, it's Nick from Michigan. I just finished listening to the pizza show, and had a question for you guys for something that you never addressed. What is your feeling on dessert pizza?
2: I don't have a lot of experience, but Pizza Hut had those dessert pizzas that had a sweet crust and then was covered in like pie filling and a whole bunch of icing. It was awesome to the teenage to my teenage self, but at this point in my life, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Just wanted to know if you guys had it or anything like that. Anyway,
3: love your show. Bye. That's
0: yeah, a good point. That's a good point. He, we did not discuss dessert pizza. I, for one, am a fan, but. I'm a fan of pretty much anything dessert. I have an enormous sweet tooth. He does. Yeah, he does. It's it's amazing he can talk. (laughs) It's It's just one giant sweet tooth in my mouth.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I had one as an adult, and I I was like, the anticipation of it was better than the reality. It was a little much. It was a shame. I probably should have only had like one slice.
3: Now, are we talking like the the ones that have like the cream cheese with the fruit on it and stuff too? Is that count as dessert pizza?
2: Oh, I I didn't have one of those. Like that might be a little less overwhelming.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there are different just like there are different styles of savory pizza. There are different styles of sweet pizzas. There's like uh, cream cheese based ones. There's uh, pie filling based ones. There's uh, ones that are more like a, a croissant type crust, and you know there's there's just there's different types. So there's ice cream ones. Oh, man.
3: Ice cream pizza?
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Obviously, you don't bake it because that would kind of defeat the purpose. But... <laughs>
3: I was going to say, hot ice cream.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, you make a really, really savory, almost like a cinnamon uh, roll type of uh, dough, and you do bake that a little bit, you know, and to, for the crust, and then you fill it with ice cream, and you can top it with strawberries or fudge or whatever you want. Really, I mean... bring
2: There <laughs> is a baked dessert that has ice cream in it. A baked yeah, baked Alaska. Yeah, Yeah, one of the hardest things to make. I've never, I've never attempted
1: it. I'd I have, it the, I, I made that for my, uh, cooking class in high school for my final.
0: Nice. Oh, did it work? Okay.
1: Yeah, it did. And it, it's, I was holding my breath the whole time we were cutting it and holding my breath the whole time it was baking. Cause I was like, if I screw up this oven, I'm gonna have to scrub this thing from top to bottom. Sure.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cause it would leak and the ice cream would melt and you just basically have a uh, kind of
1: bad soup. Caramel, well, and then anything that spilled over it caramelized on the inside, but it came out. It, I've only, that's the only time I've ever attempted it, but it,
0: yeah, there, there's a lot of things, there's not a lot of things I haven't tried to cook at least once, and that's one that I have never tried. Challenge. <laughs> I don't know how we got on to bake, baked Alaska, but oh, dessert pizzas. Oh, yeah. Dessert, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Nick is okay. right. We should have discussed dessert pizzas, but yes, thank you, Nick. I think, no, I think, no, no. I think we're in general mostly thumbs up on them, but yeah. I think I, I guess I'm the one that has the most experience with them. I because probably. I've actually made them and I've eaten them both.
3: Yeah, the, the fruity ones are the only ones I've ever, I've ever tried. I've never had any other kind. I'd try it, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. Full show. Sure.
1: Sounds good. About time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we're speaking, back. speaking of dessert uh, pizza.
1: And about that time?
2: It's yeah. about that time.
1: This week in music, movies, and TV. What?
0: And real quick before we start, was anybody else thrown off by the by the October theme? I forgot all about it. No, I, uh, I was uh, glad, delighted, in <clears> fact, <throat> fact, to hear. Yeah, it. same. I forgot all about it when it started. I was like, "What?" Then I was like, "Oh, that's right."
1: Um, I remember so, making that. Mm-hmm. That that section at the end is my girls reciting a verse of um like the breaking of the seventh seal from uh, Revelation's backwards.
3: Nice. Yeah. How'd you teach them how to do it backwards?
1: Well you just read it to them forwards Stand and then behind them in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Falls down a well, the eyes go crooked. Get kicked by a mule, speaks backwards.
3: I don't know. I don't know. That's why you guys were always hitting me in college. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't figure it out. Now
1: I know. One of the reasons, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that's why. That was the reason.
3: <laughs> yeah, so uh, this week, it is November 9th,
1: 1988, which is the release of the original Child's Play.
3: It's an unfortunate uh, acronym there. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> it's a visual joke. But anyway, music. The number one song in the land was Wild Wild West by The Escape Club until it was deservedly knocked off after one week by Bon Jovi's bad medicine, which was what we all needed.
1: I hate to say this, but I like. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. This what? is the original. This, this is not the Will Smith.
3: Headed to the 90s, living in the wild, wild west.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh. Wild west. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's not wild, wild west. No, this is, yeah, and this is when Joel was just singing poorly. Um, yeah. Shut up. I was hitting the um, head a
0: lot. Yeah, yeah, this is awful. This is an awful, no. awful song. Yes.
1: I think I'm going to be with Josh on this one. Josh, do you like that song? It's okay. I dig it. It's a good time oh, of music. I wouldn't it, turn it, it off. It,
0: it's so cheesy- bad it's like just it tries way too hard to be kitschy and just like no awful
1: so it's 80s pop music
0: but it's bad 80s this is like d knows i like it you know it's like it's not everything that's kitschy and and one hit wonder from the 80s is good and this is this is crap this song sucks
2: yeah I, i thought we were not talking about will smith or escape club i thought we were talking about cool mo d (laughs) <laughs>
0: World I, World 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 World. World.
2: I am not even joking
0: Oh wow That's no, yeah, the this one is...
1: Will Smith ripped off
0: Yes yeah, this, this is the Escape Club's Wild Wild West Which is just a shit song
3: well, Anyway, moving on then On <laughs> November 7th, John Fogarty <laughs> Won a self-plagiarism lawsuit with Fantasy Records The record label had contended That Fogarty's 1985 comeback hit The Old Man Down the Road Was too similar to his 1970 Creedence Clearwater revival song Run Through the Jungle
0: so that shows you just, just what a what a prick his brother is, and, and you know I saying because when he left c c r because he and his brother, you know, founded c c r together, they they you know they've been constantly in embattled in, in lawsuits with each other ever since because his brother was like, "Well, then you don't have the right to play c c r songs because I am still with c c r and you left and John Fogerty's like, uh, motherfucker, I wrote all those songs. What you... he <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, this and they finally. They finally came to their senses and, and were like, uh, yeah, these are your songs. You can play them whenever you want.
1: I the see. old man down by the river. Nah, 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 nah. I just I just see John Fogarty like, why are we here? Exactly. You know, like, I don't understand this rule. <laughs> He's
0: like, I, I wrote and sang and performed, you know, four out of five instruments on every single one of these songs.
2: So, <laughs> but, yeah it's gonna sound a little bit like the original
0: exactly
3: <laughs> that's
1: crazy yep
3: all right so born november 6th in Mung- munden austria thomas
0: i have Neewer. really
2: no idea how to pronounce it i would munden. say munden yeah the g's gotta be silent Gamunden. <laughs> G- Austria.
0: <laughs> oh, good on to you too.
3: <laughs> Thomas Newworth is an Austrian singer and drag queen. who performs under the name and persona Conchita Wurst, or just Conchita. Known as an icon in the European LGBTQ plus community, Conchita dresses in formal wear and jewelry, but her signature trait is the full beard she sports while in drag. Conchita won the Eurovision Song Contest ooh, in 2014 with the song and the acronym of the week, RLAP.
2: I'm pretty sure that was random llamas attacking people.
0: <laughs> hey, for once, you're finally right. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, it's rise like a phoenix.
3: You better rise like a phoenix. Na, 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 na.
0: I'm assuming you're loading it up, Mike. I'm loading that up right now. That's... It's actually not bad. I listened to it already. I cheated. You cheater. Well, I had to see what Conchita looked like after I saw that. I oh, think, you
2: hadn't seen the video back when it was back in 2014?
0: No, I, I well, did not.
2: It was all over my Facebook in
3: 2014. <gasps> Hearing from the mirror Cause you wouldn't know me
1: today And you have got to see To believe
2: from the
0: fading light like of out of the ashes seeking vengeance. hard to believe that's a dude I mean that's kind of a killer voice actually. that's what I'm saying I mean that's a, that's a pretty good voice
3: it's one of the better eurovision songs we've heard actually
1: yeah I eurovision never fails to disappoint really I mean and that just never I said that wrong
0: it's always it's always interesting if it's not good at least yeah
1: it's yeah. always at the very least it's like a huh <laughs> I'm just amazed that Eurovision has been around for like forty plus years
0: yeah and I've you know what honestly it's something that if we didn't do this show I would never know about it it's like one of those cultural things that like kind of only stays in Europe you know we've stole most of everything else that we can but I like if you go to Europe I'm, I imagine this is probably something that's like every part of everybody knows about it and every every culture takes part in it it's like a little mini olympics
1: yeah i mean i, I want to bet that they're like yeah eurovision we just do that to screw with the americans <laughs>
0: <laughs> no it's just something that they they just do they just i mean it's like yeah yeah eurovision whatever yeah yeah
1: i don't i don't get it it's uh, but always every single time we do it it's like something new so yeah.
0: i'm trying to man. think of something like it's, i mean okay it's like burning man you know, it's like, yeah, we, you know, if you try to explain that outside of, you know, America, you know, they'd be like, well, why are you doing that? I'd say, we, it's just, we just do it every year, Burning Man.
1: <laughs> Let's not go we on that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we as a culture, you know, it's like, I'm not, I'm I'm not saying like, literally every person in Europe is all like, you know, Eurovision gung ho. I'm just saying, they're like, yeah, we do that every year. Yep.
3: All right, so finally, on November 12th, U2's Rattle and Hum hit the number one spot in the U.S. charts, the first double album to do so since Bruce Springsteen's The River in 1980.
2: Meh.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: <I've> been... <laughs> it was undoubtedly a hit, but I did not care for the album, nor yeah. the band.
0: I and think so... I'm probably the biggest U2 fan out of all of us, and even I you know, didn't go see Rattle and Hum. Yeah, and I'm the
3: not movie. a fan. Yeah. They fall somewhere in line with the Eagles for me. As
0: as yep. Ugh.
1: Ugh. Yeah,
3: exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean, who who likes anything that's just too perfect? I mean, that's just, oh. And who, I,
1: who hates perfect harmonies and music? <laughs> Joel, that's who. <laughs> right, moving on to movies.
2: <laughs> the number one movie in the land was They Live, which was knocked off by Child's Play.
0: See, that's good cheesy versus bad cheesy right there. Yeah. Totally. Oh, I could see that. Okay.
2: Movies released this week included Child's Play, You Two Rattle and Hum, They Live, Iron Eagle 2,
1: and Ernest Saves Christmas. That's quite the lineup.
0: (laughs) That is not a good week. I. Okay. Ernest yeah. Saves
1: Christmas is on my holiday playlist every year. I was
2: going to oh. say, that's the one of those I saw. In the theater. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: I have seen oh. Ernest Saves Christmas and Ernest's uh, The Halloween. It's stupid, both in the theater. And I Jeez, watch them every year. Uh, well, oh. Ernest
2: Goes to Camp was like actually one of my favorite movies when it first came out. And I was kind of getting over Ernest by Saves Christmas, but it was just kind of like, I don't know. Uh, I've never seen an
1: Ernest movie and they you
0: say that with pride. We have.
1: Didn't we watch one for last year for Christmas? No. no I don't think so. Nope. No? Oh, this is book. Joel, put it on the, put it on the no.
2: list. No. <laughs> uh, Ghost of Camp was not actually. Well, maybe it was that bad. I'm I'm looking back at it with
1: rose-colored glasses. <laughs> Just keep, keep those glasses on. All I'm saying is the, the badger part is probably this. Never, ever look at a bunch of badgers and go, bleep, 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 bleep. Ernest All goes
0: right. to prison. And then this, this next giant paragraph. Um, Ernest,
1: I, Ernest gets hepatitis. Ernest <laughs> goes to Africa. That's a real one, actually.
0: All right, you guys, you guys are gonna—you guys are definitely gonna know this guy. I had, we had to have a big paragraph about him. So.
2: Billy Curtis was an American film and television actor with dwarfism who had a fifty-year career in the entertainment industry. The bulk of his work was in the Western and science fiction genres. One of his early roles was uncredited as a Munchkin in *The Wizard of Oz*. He had a featured role as part of the circus troupe in Alfred Hitchcock's Saboteur. He also appeared in Superman and the Moleman, a B picture intended as the pilot for the Adventures of Superman TV series, and he was a stuntman on The Planet of the Apes. Curtis's work in westerns included Clint Eastwood's High Plains Drifter, in which he played Mordecai the Sheriff. Ah. Yeah. He also appeared in the western musical The Terror of Tiny Town. This film is, as far as is known, the world's only Western with an all-dwarf cast. In 1973, he appeared in an episode of Gunsmoke, and he had a starring role in Little Cigars, about a gang of little people on a crime spree. Curtis died on November 9th of a heart attack.
0: (laughs) The
1: Terror of Tiny Town looks amazing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we should, oh, we could do, like, Terror of Tiny Town versus, uh, versus, oh, what was it? Come on, Patrick. The Gary Oldman movie where he played he played a dwarf, uh, tiptoes. <laughs> <laughs> Terror of Tiny Town versus tiptoes. He was in Buck Rogers. Beady, beaty beady, beady, He was in Buck Rogers. <clears throat> yeah, he was in
1: Buck Rogers, Laverne and Shirley, something called Little Cigars, where he played Slick Bender. That just mm-hmm. sounds like a porn.
0: No, that's the gang of little people on a crime spree. if you Remember?
1: Yeah, I just the, mentioned it. No, Little Cigars. Yeah, yeah. It was in the tweet. You- Last oh,
0: sentence.
1: Say- oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I was still thinking about the western. <laughs> he was stuck on terror. It right. still it still
2: sounds like a porn. Emma Stone, American actress known for Superbad, The Amazing Spider-Man, La La Land, and Easy A, among other movies, was born in Scottsdale, Arizona, on November 6th.
0: I like her as an actress.
2: I, I just yeah, I like I like her just in general. Yeah, yeah. Probably the only good thing to ever come out of Arizona.
0: Yeah, Zombieland <laughs> so well, coming out next week. The iced tea is pretty decent,
1: and I was going to say Easy A. I wasn't expecting as many laughs and as good a story as I got out of that movie.
3: It's it's a kind of a sleeper. It snuck by a lot of people. It's no
1: little cigars, but
0: (laughs) what is? It's no terror in Tiny Town.
2: (laughs) She was one of the best parts of Birdman.
1: Oh yeah, totally. Oh
2: yeah, I forgot about that. Yep. All
0: right. I like I like
2: Emma Stone a lot. Nicole Nikki Blonsky, born November 9th, is an American actress, singer, and dancer. She's best known for her role as Tracy Turnblad in the Hairspray remake and from the film Queen-Sized. She is currently starring in the ABC Family original series, Huge. She was good who in this hairspray.
3: person is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was really good in Hairspray.
2: Yeah, I think we all kind of liked Hairspray.
0: like yeah. The remake. Oh, that I was. Yeah, I was the one lone meh. Imagine that. <laughs> well, it wasn't popular enough for Joel to hate it.
1: Oh
3: it's a John Waters remake. I love John
0: Waters. That's my point.
1: All right, so TV. Top shows in the land were Cosby Show, Roseanne, A Different World, and Cheers. Things in yeah, the eighties. Uh, November Tour f- <laughs> <Twerth? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Uh, November fourth was the taping of the infamous Geraldo brawl. Talk show host Geraldo Rivera's nose was broken by a throne chair during a kerfuffle at the show's taping. The theme of the episode was young hate mongers, and the fight originated between white supremacist Tom Metzger and liberal activist Roy Innes. I remember seeing that. I yep. too. Oh, Geraldo! <laughs> Geraldo you...
0: with that giant bandage on his nose coming back. <laughs> Can you put more bandages on it? Just make it look really bad.
1: Um, <laughs> November 4th. Yeah. <laughs> a day that will land in infamy. Um, <laughs> uh, Murphy Brown, starring Candace Bergen, premiered on November 14th on its way to an 11 season run. I hadn't, I
0: did not realize it, it went that long.
1: I didn't either. I knew it was a thing, I didn't know it was a decade plus thing.
0: Yeah. I, I've, I watched a couple episodes here and there, but I was never a big... I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I never I never gave it a chance, really. I mean, I never watched it.
1: Yeah. I'm,
3: I'm a Candace Bergen fan, though, so... Mm.
1: Of course you are. <laughs> uh, 3 2 1, Contact aired its last show on November 15th. That's kind of sad. I always liked 3-2-1 Contact.
2: That was my favorite of the uh,
1: children's television workshop shows. Yeah. That was a good one. Well, that's the reason. It's the answer. Three...
3: Contact. Contact.
1: I don't know. I think my favorite out of the three probably has to be Electric Company. I mean, Sesame Street will always hold a place in my heart, but Electric Company just sang to me, man. It had Spider Man. I was just about to
0: say, Electric Company had Spider Man.
1: Spider Man and a pimp who tried to teach me how to read. And (laughs) (laughs) all my
0: pimp ever did was slap me around. He never tried to teach me anything other than give me my money. He was trying to teach you. (laughs) He was
3: trying to teach you how to talk backwards.
0: Not talk back, talk backwards. Yep. <laughs> and moving on to sports. Two brand new expansion teams debuted in the NBA this week, the Charlotte Hornets and the Miami Heat. The Hornets lost their first game, the first ever NBA game in Charlotte Coliseum, on November 4th, 133-88, to 88, or Keep 83, <laughs> yeah. to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The following day, the Miami Heat lost to the LA Clippers, 111-91. <laughs> to 91. Oh, 111? Oh, yeah, yeah there's a little uh, typo. Oh yeah, it's God. not 11 to 91. <laughs> We're an expansion that, team. Yeah, right? <laughs> you scored 11 points. <laughs> Give us a chance. Come on. <laughs> We're folding <laughs> up right now. we like <laughs> Ralph,
1: Ralph Wiggum has put together
0: a <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm the point guard. <laughs> I made a touchdown. Look at me. I'm basketballing.
1: Alley-oop.
0: Background Ralph. (laughs) Background Ralph. And moving on, Des Bryant, popular NFL wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys, was born in Galveston County, Texas on November 4th. I'm sorry, November 4th.
1: (laughs) Des nuts. Get that (laughs) stuff right.
0: And Russell Westbrook, NBA MVP in 2017 and current Houston Rockets guard, was born in Long Beach, California on November 12th.
3: Are you saving this last one?
0: Yes, because it's the cricket fact. So we're going to end on the high note. Indian batsman Virat Kohli, known for his aggressive style and ability to chase runs, was born November 5th. He first played for the Indian national team in 2008 in an ODI. He was part of the World Cup winning team in 2011 and made his test debut later the same year. Coley became permanent captain of the Indian cricket team in 2014. By 2017, he was the top-ranked ODI batsman in the world, and in October 2018, he became the fastest batsman to reach the 10,000-run mark in ODIs and only the 12th ever. Time magazine named him one of 100 most influential people in the world in 2018.
1: Never heard of him. What? What? <laughs> You've I never think... heard of Virat Kohli? I mean, I know he's an ODI.
0: No, that's a one-day international.
1: Being oh. Garfield, have you learned nothing from our tweez, sir? We took some time off. I completely forgot everything about cricket.
0: <laughs> Gonna have to teach you what a maiden is again.
1: Yeah. I mean, with
2: the name is Virat Kohli, he's bound to be aggressive. He's either a cricket player or a Klingon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, when you when you meet somebody with that name, you're like, "Do you know Khan?"
1: <laughs> I'm not asking if you know Khan. I just kind of think you know Khan.
0: <laughs> and if he, he says, "Which one?" Did he say Imran Khan or yeah. Ah? See
1: Ah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for the tweet. Play us off keyboard, Joel.
3: Nah, 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 nah. So back in
1: 1988. Actually, back in... Hollywood
0: did a bad thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Back in 1885, the uh, toy My Buddy came out and in 1988. My buddy and me. My buddy. My buddy. buddy.
0: Wherever I go, he goes.
1: My (laughs) buddy. And somebody said in 1988, hey, what if my buddy killed people? (laughs) (laughs) After all, hearing that song makes me
2: want to murder. My buddy yeah,
0: had me go stabbing,
3: kid sister.
1: So, uh, a one Tom Holland uh, decided he was going to direct a movie uh, called uh, Child's Play.
3: Not to and be confused with the Spider-Man actor.
1: No, definitely not. Because well, he would have been one or whatever. <sighs> yeah, he would have been negative something. I think uh, he's he's a time traveler. And I want to give Tom Holland crap, and I want to be like, you did this, and you should be ashamed of yourself. But at the same time, he did 1985's Fright Night.
3: Uh, Tom Holland, the Spider-Man actor, was born in
1: 1996.
0: So this Tom Holland is the only reason that Chris Sarandon has a Hollywood career, is what you're telling me?
1: Well, I mean, outside of that and Princess Bride. (gasps) Princess Bride, I did forget about that. Don't forget forget Princess
0: Bride. Chris Sarandon is forgiven of all sins. Yeah. Anyone associated with Princess Bride gets a pass.
1: Oh, yeah. and Anybody associated with Lord of the Rings should apparently get a pass also. Um,
0: Half a pass.
1: Half a pass. I mean, he wasn't huge in there, but uh, we'll get to that later. So Don Mancini uh, was part of the writing team, who was also the writer on Bride of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, which sounds bad. And Tiffany...
0: and and chucky goes to vegas also known as lucky chucky
1: chucky friends till the end the cult of chucky horror movie the movie Uh, when chucky became merry what what the fuck has this guy been doing with himself this is
0: killing my soul
3: (laughs) it's it's his thing so he's he ran with it rather
1: than run away from
3: it he ran with it
0: yeah Uh, i wish he'd have run away with it
3: he got a franchise so he ran with it what are you gonna do
1: yeah. Well um uh, also uh part of the writing team is John LaFia, uh who did Man's Best Friend, or as we also call it, Cujo Light. Uh and something called the Blue Iguana.
0: We call Lance Hendrickson Gets a Dog. Blue Iguana, that was a Daryl Hannah movie. Yeah.
1: What? Not to be confused with the Blue Lagoon.
0: It's a Daryl Hannah movie.
1: Daryl Hannah's not in this. No, Blue Iguana. Nope. Yeah. No. No? No, two overzealous... What psych- am I thinking of, then? I don't know, but this sounds actually pretty good. Two overzealous... Oh, I, I, the Blue Lizard, tax blue lizard Lounge or something like that. Sorry, I'm talking over you. What? Blackmail bounty hunter Vince Holloway into stopping an illegal transfer of $20 million from a Mexican tax paradise into the USA.
0: Yeah, that is okay. not at all the movie I'm thinking of. Dylan Starring, McDermott?
1: Yeah, Dylan McDermott, Jessica Harper, James Russo, and Pamela Gidley.
0: And fl- that's not the movie anyone is thinking of. Flee.
1: What the hell? And Dean Stockwell.
0: Yeah, no one is thinking
1: of this movie. Good God. I am now. I might watch that. Okay. Um, directed by Tom Holland. Uh, did I, oh, I put in the writing credits twice? Twice, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, starring Katherine Hicks as not the one from Back to the Future. Katherine Hicks. But she is the one from Star Trek, the one with the whales
0: that's where i knew her from It was driving me nuts they ordered drinks yeah she was the yeah she was the woman that kirk fell in love with
1: yeah from the whale worm Damn. yep captain there'll be whales here uh
0: and everybody uh, remember where we parked yeah
1: <laughs> now this is the thing that gets me is chris sarandon's known for credits on his imdb go in this order fright night dog day afternoon and then Princess Bride. and hmm. then Dog, Dog
3: Day Afternoon is a classic.
1: I'm not saying it's not a classic, but if I see Chris Sarandon, the first thing I say is Prince Humperdinck. Yep. Humperdinck, Humperdinck, Humperdinck. For sure. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I like him. I liked him in Fright Night. I like pretty much anything he's in. He's just a great, pompous actor when he needs yeah, to be. Yeah,
0: I don't dislike him. It was just the opportunity to take a pot shot at somebody. That's all. Oh, yeah. Never passed it up. Yeah, Exactly. Fuck you.
1: (laughs) Uh, Andy Barclay, uh, played by um, Alex Vincent, uh, who has milked this cow for as much as it's worth. Uh, He has been in, I think, every single one of them, hasn't he? No. No. But close.
3: And he's now made a comeback in the the recent incarnations.
0: Never have I rooted for a doll to kill a kid so much. (laughs)
3: Uh, I
1: have a few times.
0: Yep, you were holding the doll.
1: You've never listened to the Sunshine <laughs> Happy Pants Hour. Yeah, uh, what? Oh. Uh, now you oh, have God. to recommend this. Brad Dorif? Dorif? Dorif, yeah. Durf. Durf. Okay. Uh Brad Dorif. Uh, now, again, Crazy Pants, uh, what he's known for on the IMDb One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, where he plays Wormtongue, Dune, and then Alien Resurrection
0: wow deadwood's not even on there
3: oh neither is the two halloween movies he played uh sheriff Brackett. well i mean deadwood
0: he's a he's a gary Oldman type where he's he's a chameleon
3: mm-hmm. yeah he's a, hes
0: amazing though yeah he's a great actor i love him
3: well yeah. and let's not forget nightwatch he was also a
2: regular uh recurring character on star trek
3: yep true that's true he's a hell of an actor yep and all of it
1: Also with that, uh, Dinah Manoff, uh, who is known for this in Greece. Empty Nest. Oh, Empty Nest. Yes. Um, Yeah, so she's the uh, best friend that makes bad choices. She likes to get hammered. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) I see what you did there. Uh,
1: Tommy Swordlow as Jack Santos. As uh, he was the other cop, wasn't he? Yeah. Known for he
0: was cop with no with no lines. That we guy. call him Mustachio. Yeah, <laughs> uh, cop. Also... He's a good friend of Pizza <laughs> Aren't we all though?
1: Pizza <laughs> Mustachio, Pizza Boney. He's a part of all of us. Uh, <laughs> also known for Howard the Duck, where he plays Ginger Moss. Then Child's Play. Then ready for this one? Real Genius, where he plays Bodie, the guy who's living in the walls. <gasps> oh. Oh, that! Oh wow. I did right. not recognize him. And then after that, Spaceballs, where he played Troop Leader.
3: He ain't found shit.
1: I don't think that was him. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think there. so. He's uh,
3: pulling a uh, Robert Downey Jr.
1: Yeah. A uh, one a Jack Colvin as Dr. Ardmore uh, as Jack McGee from The Incredible Hulk. The guy chasing down Bruce Banner all the time.
3: Yeah, he plays a good, bad doctor guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, Neil Guit... Giantoli? Giantoli? Something like that. Uh, as Eddie Caputo. As type casting. Company, yeah, who uh, was also in Memphis Belle, uh one of my favorite World War II movies, and Waterworld.
3: One of your favorite not World War II
1: movies.
0: <laughs> one of my favorite villain lives on an oil tanker movies.
1: Yes, there is no paper. Based. Why is everybody smoking cigarettes?
0: <laughs> it's a
1: good <laughs> it's a question. It's a valid question. It is a valid question for that movie.
0: Uh, made out of seaweed.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll let it stay. Uh, Juan Ramirez, who has no photo on uh, IMDb, who is also known outside of being the peddler who sold the doll, has uh, also been in backdraft as Ray Santos and Patrick's favorite Chain reaction uh, as Raymond Pina and the Fugitive as the Man on the L. Wow.
0: I seriously I seriously hope that uh that those were fake teeth.
1: For the Oh For the peddler.
0: It, hmm. it was the eighties. Yeah. What what the 80s. hell does that have to do with it? Like, <laughs> he had eighties teeth. Half an 80s. inch of plaque on your teeth. You don't yeah. have any teeth. Everybody had that back in the 80s. <laughs>
1: it was his <the> style at <laughs> the time. As it was, Nick kept one teeth in our pants. What? Give us two teeth for a nickel, they'd say. Um, Alan Wilder as the douchey Mr. Criswell. He predicted the future. Yes. Uh, who's known as Mr. Criswell from Child's Play and Scranton Ticket Agent from Home Alone. So, good job with your career there. Nice teeth, though. Yeah, very good teeth. Not 80s teeth. Definitely not 80s teeth. Not enough plaque. (laughs) Uh, So some trivia on this one. Catherine Hicks, who played Karen and Kevin Yeager, the guy who created Chucky, met on set and were married a year later.
3: Aw.
1: oh, that's kind of cool. Uh here we go Joel I'm setting you up for a joke. Here ready? Get it ready Joel. Chucky's full name Charles Lee Ray is derived from the names of notorious killers. Charles Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald, the assassination of John F Kennedy and James Earl Ray, the assassin of Martin Luther King. Eh? Joel I, eh? <laughs> I know how you like the MLK humor. Joel. Bust
0: out eh? your your latest Martin Luther King joke.
1: Eh? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, so the first draft of the script sounds much better than what we watched, uh, was completed in the summer of 1985 and referenced Chucky as Buddy who came to life after mixing blood with Andy and killed those that stood against Andy, for example, babysitter and teacher, Uh, manifesting Andy's loneliness and isolation from an overworked mother and an absent father. In addition to being more psychologically driven horror film, Buddy also only came alive at night when Andy was asleep. Huh? Like, does that not sound 100% better than this?
3: Yes. It does sound like an interesting concept, and it, it sounds vaguely like uh, Toy Story.
1: Well, there's also
3: <laughs> there's Might
1: Andy, is the and there's also, what's the name of the evil kid from? Uh, Buzz. Sid. But, Sid. There's a Sid in this also.
3: Who's Buzz? Oh, that's Home
1: Alone. Sorry. Buzz is of the toy, you ding dong. <laughs> Andy's mom's toy. <laughs> Buzz and Woody. Um, so anyway, Buzz, the
0: f- Buzz was Kevin's brother in Home Alone.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, the original plot idea was to have a lifelike good guy dolls that had blood and latex skin, and if the kids tore the skin, they can go out and buy the official good guy bandages. In a blood brother pact, Andy cuts his own hand and then mixes his blood with Chucky's, thus causing him to come alive and start to become human.
2: Huh. Very strange. Yeah.
3: yeah I mean, it I mean it's
2: still kind
1: of dumb, but better than what we got.
3: Ah. Yeah. We'll
1: get to uh, that. The original working title for the film was Batteries Not Included. <laughs> before it became known. And they went, wait, Stephen, who is making a movie by this name? So, uh, yeah, Steven Spielberg was actually making a movie with the same title. So they said, let's wisely change it to Blood Buddy. (laughs) (laughs) And then they said, how about Child's Play? And they went with that. Huh? I mean, I get why they would want to call it Blood Buddy. But, yeah, it's not a great title. No, but batteries not included actually sounded. That's kind of clever. All things considered. Um Original writer Dan Mancini stated in an interview that his original sk- script toyed with the audience as a bit longer, making them wonder if it was young Andy that was a killer rather than Chucky.
0: That um, would have made it a better movie.
1: That would have. And you know what? Just in case you want, this idea was used more depthfully in Kevin Tenney's movie called Pinocchio's Revenge in nineteen. <laughs> 19- no, I don't think I want.
3: I think your your word definitely is, is, is poorly. That movie was terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. It's terrible. Yeah, where's the bar here, though? <laughs> um, is it better than Sharknado? We're talking about Chucky here.
3: Sharknado was fun for the sake of being fun. Pinocchio's Revenge was trying to be something, and it was not. It's just bad. It's not even fun.
1: That's saying a lot from you, dude, actually. All right. So, first question Is this a first viewing for any of us? I own the box set.
3: So,
1: So no. Yes or no?
3: (laughs) So, no, it is not. I've seen this movie multiple
0: times. Okay. Pat? No, I've seen this before.
1: Josh? Who's on mute? Oh, I've been talking this whole time.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> nope, this is
1: this is not the first time I've seen it, unfortunately. Huh. This is the first time I've seen this movie. What?
3: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah, first time I have seen this. Um and I was surprised by seeing Brad Bradner and Chris Randon and all that and but I was mm, incredibly pleased by the amount of Chicago references. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Chicago, too. Oh, yeah. Carson's and you know, and I'm amazed that Carson's let them wear the badges and call it Carson's.
3: They might not have known. They thought it was the the Steven Spielberg movie.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. So any any takeaways on this one? Hume Cronin. There's a throwback for you.
3: Any takeaways? It's fun. It's uh, I, I think you guys are pooping on it a little too hard. I
2: mean, I, I thought it was pretty okay when I first saw it, and wondered how it would age and
1: not age well. I didn't know what to expect.
3: Yeah, I, I'm curious. Mike being a first time viewer, so he never had the, you know, the the, time, the chance to see it with you know younger eyes. You know what your thought was. That's what I'm curious about. Okay, some things that
1: I noted. One.
0: <laughs> that I, noticed, I know by your tone that this is going to be good.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. First off, that's not an alley. That's just a sidewalk. No alley has that much shit going on in it. In, what are you talking
0: about where, where they bought the the toy?
1: The shanty town? Yeah. Nah, it wasn't a shanty town. Yeah, there, there's an old there's a peddler out back in the alley buying this yeah. this doll. Oh, we got to get out there now. No, no alley is that busy in Chicago. That
0: wasn't that was a shantytown that wasn't an alley. <laughs> yeah.
1: Second of all, I don't know what jewelry jewelry uh, counter girl can afford an apartment in the Gold Coast cuz that's exactly where that apartment was. That was yeah. not that was not a retail worker apartment.
0: And that was a refurbished condo, too.
1: Yeah. And I don't know how the hell they got a, a fireplace working in that thing.
3: Well, and you don't know the situation. His father may have been, like, paying some major child support or something. I don't know. Well, probably not, since she wouldn't be working retail
1: job to make ends meet. What? I, you, I think, you know, being... I think you're writing part of the script just to make it sound. Well, th-
0: this right. is what we talked about during the chat during the week. Like, if you have to, if you as a as a watcher have to bend through so many hoops to make things make sense, so you can enjoy something, that's bad writing.
3: But I'm not even thinking about that. I'm I, as I'm watching this movie, those aren't the things that are coming into my head. I'm just Maybe like they should. You know, here's how you get.
0: You're just like ooh, a stabby doll. Just get let's let's get behind that. Okay, yeah. and speaking of stabby
1: the weight of that hammer that he hit her with and the velocity that would have thrown her out the window does not equate.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of physics that get broken in this movie. I don't know if you noticed it, but a dog does not have enough strength to do just about anything.
3: He's got voodoo strength.
2: I see that doesn't bother me. I can, I can chalk that up to whatever movie. I think the thing that has always bothered me about this is how Chucky the doll and Chucky the killer, only vaguely look like each other at all. Like the proportions are different. The head size is different. The face barely looks like the original. Uh,
0: the only, the I, I have in my own mind done the verbal gym or the mental gymnastics that Joel has done for this movie and tried to excuse the whole, you know, strong doll thing as maybe the doll went through a little bit of a metamorphosis w- when it started becoming more, Human or more alive, whatever, more mortal. So, but that doesn't, so that means to me, the very, very first fight with the mother and the doll means that it was mostly doll at that point. And my opinion is if you can't beat a doll in a hand to hand combat, maybe you deserve to die.
3: (laughs) Well, but think about this from a different perspective. Let's say you are being attacked by a, a toy. Your wins are going to be about you because you're a little bit in shock from the fact that you're being attacked by something. Yes, but shock
0: is not sh- shock is not incapacitating. And no, he's but it with would start, stuff. Yeah, it would it's a doll. Like, why is everybody's first response to like throw it? You like, it's a doll. Literally, just put it on the ground and put your weight on it. Fight over.
3: But it's got, it still got strength, even if it's full of stuff. Yes, anymore.
0: but you know what? It's not any stronger than my eleven-year-old niece. And you know what? If she wanted to fight me, I guarantee you, I could kick her ass. I never have a problem beating her ass.
1: In fact, I I contend that. Go call her right now. I want to. I want to <laughs> hear you fight your eleven-year-old <laughs> niece right now.
0: I guarantee you that doll is not stronger than her, and I could take her in a heartbeat. <laughs> <sighs>
1: What weird things we claim on this show.
0: <laughs> this is th- okay. My only problems I have with this movie are basically like the core concept, the acting, uh, the script, script <laughs> and uh, okay, I don't know, may- maybe maybe some of the wardrobe. Other okay. than that, it's fine.
1: I have issue with the. This is a standard complaint that I have of any movie that takes place in Chicago. Most notably, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The jumping around, oh my god! <laughs> Just not like, oh, you better not. You know, I have to go back but, down. I to mean, the I mean,
0: the, it, if if you film anything in any major city around the world, you're going to want to hit the touristy areas. And like, if they do Paris and they show you, you know, the Arc de Triomphe and and you know the Eiffel Tower, we don't know, you know, how long it takes to get from one to the other. So it doesn't really matter. It's it's that's not important to the story. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but it's I mean, like the but whole my, scene in Wayne's World where they're driving around, and it would have <laughs> taken them like eight hours. Instead, it took them like half an hour. Yeah, it would have you taken know,
1: but, them the entirety of that movie to go. Everywhere. But I get
0: that they're just trying to show off the sights for the No,
1: movie. I get that. My my thing is the I'm going back to my workplace to go back to that alley. That's a terrible point place to be at this point in the night. Do not go back there. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, it's not like.
0: Like, where is this shop that she works at located? <laughs>
1: I know it's because because it, when you first was see she
0: working it, at Cabrini Green?
1: Yeah. no. I mean, that's <laughs> the thing is, when you first see it, you're like, "Oh, that's a really nice that's a really nice uh, intersection right there on on State Street." You know, whatever. I mean, it. And second of all, who the hell doesn't approach a kid? There's a kid with a doll sitting on the L. Going on the apparently on the red line, going to the south side of Chicago, and nobody in this timeline says, Hey kid, I'm thinking you might be lost. <laughs> you know, first off, how the hell did you get on this train? Second of all, where are you going? He's talking to the doll. They're probably like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, like if anybody came up, Chucky probably whispered in his ear, Tell him to fuck off.
3: <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> the boy, the mouth on that boy but i mean i think you i mean that's that's really nitpicking though because anybody's not from chicago if they see the movie they're not going to know it's kind of like in the matrix there's some major there's streets that don't cross things like that
1: yeah but and again, i gave a clarification on that i said as yeah. you know just one of the things i hate as a chicago is one of those things where it's yeah like,
0: yeah uh, i mean this, this movie has way way bigger faults and and you know that too
1: but oh yeah i completely know that you like the entire script <laughs>
0: Like, I mean, the, I I I was rooting for Chucky to kill Andy at one point because that kid was so annoying.
1: The only point where I thought the kid was really doing some great acting is when he was locked in that uh, in that room. And he was locked. Yeah, he was locked in the room at the um, the psych ward.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and he thought mm-hmm. he was coming to kill him.
1: Yeah, and he was crying. Yeah,
0: that, I, I'll agree. That was good. Act. He, that, yeah. that was the only scene I was like, yeah. I was, I was like, hey, I
1: agree with you. With it. We killed a, your dog. Now cry.
3: Here's a small <laughs> child. I'm gonna inject him with some <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. He's no, listening.
1: just what we did back then. Kid cries, inject him with some shit. He's got 80s teeth. I like this movie.
3: I think it's it's fun. You check your brain at the door. It's not, you know, gonna change the world or anything like that. And when she when he hits her with the hammer at the beginning. She stumbles backwards, partially out of shock, partially because if you get hit in the head, no matter what size it is, it's going to throw you off. And the momentum of her f- falling backwards shouldn't have pushed her through the window. I agree with you there. But, you know.
0: I mean, Josh and I are the wrong people to talk to about, you know, getting hit in the head should shock you because we both have concrete heads. Yeah. <laughs> <And it falls laughs> like, we've, had thing, we've had things hit us in the head and we're like, what was that? <laughs>
3: trying to learn to talk backwards is that chucky
0: (laughs) yeah i challenge right now chucky to come fight me i will take him down give him a knife i don't care because i have something on him that is the most important thing in hand-to-hand combat and that is reach
1: and at least you know
0: 200 pounds.
1: I was going to say 200, at least 200. I
0: did not <laughs> want to insult you and say 250. <laughs> and plus, I'm not going to do all the dumb shit that these people do when they're trying to fight Chucky. Which is like, stay in the car. What? Just get out of the car. You'll see him coming from any angle.
3: I think Chucky, they'll probably just want to get high with you. Yeah, probably. I mean, to, to be honest, like the leprechaun did. Yeah, I, and the thing with the face, I, I that has always kind of thrown me off a bit, but I figured
0: Oh, my God, that was such a stupid little subplot, like, you know, how it ends up wrapped up in Christmas paper in the cop's mother's apartment. I'm like, God, this is just so
3: we're not talking about this. Dude, you're on to the now. You're jumping to the now. I'm talking about. Oh, when, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. The okay. space changes from. Oh, that. Yeah. Buddy, my buddy doll to the Charles Lee Ray face. Mm hmm that does throw me a little bit but i just kind of counted up to the fact that he's no longer pretending to be the doll anymore and he's now able to emote.
0: Yeah, i would i would definitely give it that cuz like i said, you know, when he was talking to the voodoo guy, he was talking about how you're becoming more mortal and everything and he was inhabiting the body of the blah blah blah. So, i would i would say it was more of a like a like a yeah, like you said, like a metamorphosis kind of thing.
2: And I think it's the proportion difference, even from the beginning, that bothers me more than the twisted face. Although I always thought the twisted face looked like a garbage pail kid, and that kind of bugged
1: me too. Yeah,
3: It does, actually. I agree with that. For 1988,
1: I do have to give it credit for the transition from kid dressed up as Chucky running in the background to the puppet, to the animatronics on the face. Honestly, the animatronics on the face were pretty damn
0: good yeah I mean it, I don't have a problem with any of the effects in this movie. I mean I, I would probably say thats might be the best thing about this movie
3: Well, yeah, especially I mean, when he's all burned up, I love when he's yeah that was like, cool, melted
0: yeah 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 or when so, I comes, mean I, that, that would probably in my opinion be the best thing about the movie would be the effects
1: or when he comes into the uh, when he drops into the fireplace and kicks out the screen.
0: Yeah, it goes running around on fire. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean that that outfit that they had the the, the kid dressed up as for Chucky. I think they good they did good transitions for it where it was like, you know, oh, there's the guy in the costume and, the, and they put them in the background kind of blurred like when the mom was sitting in the living room in the very beginning, you'd see him run past. You know, it's not it, it, it they could have done it a lot worse, but for what it was, I was pretty impressed with that. So there's one gold star ish. <laughs> Uh well when in rome <laughs> what the hell does that mean when in we rome agree to it? disagree exactly <laughs> pat knows <laughs> when in when in rome just go with <laughs> the that makes no sense no pat got it it, it means agree to disagree <laughs> no it doesn't yes it does when in if, rome yes exactly.
3: <laughs> see you got it <laughs> now he understands San Diego. <laughs> but
0: yeah, well. um, I guess, I guess Uh, spoiler alert for the end of the show. I, this movie sucks. Um, <laughs> I, I just did not enjoy almost anything about this movie. I, I don't enjoy the core concept like a killer doll. It's not, that's not scary to me.
2: It was, it was hard to watch again. And I wasn't a huge, huge fan the first time around.
0: I mean, unless I'm asleep, I'm not scared of a doll trying to attack me.
1: Mm. Hmm. Interesting. So then you got my my brother in law who's afraid of mannequins, (laughs) which I take advantage of every chance I get. Yeah, you should. Oh, especially the year I got him the talking James Brown doll.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. My my dad one year bought a uh, Halloween witch that was activated by motion, you know? Yeah. And we, we spent all of October hiding in different spots trying to scare the shit out of each other.
1: Well, see, that's the thing. My brother-in-law doesn't like mannequins, dolls and things like that that talk. So I, it's a motion light activated ones. So when you it get the motion triggers James Brown, he does this the James Brown scream <laughs> and starts "Hey, and I feel good." And the thing is this this is transferred around from person to person in my family. In, in fact, his mother got a hold of it stuck it in her dishwasher and then called him to come over and fix the dishwasher. (laughs) So when he opened it up, James Brown started screaming at him. Now ready for this one. My brother-in-law has a problem with his heart. He's got like a, like a genetic heart problem.
3: Oh Jesus.
1: (laughs) Oh, I don't know if there's just like unspoken thing. Like the whole family's trying to kill him or something. Who's the (laughs) beneficiary on his life insurance? I have no idea. It's not, it ain't me. And I'm a (laughs) part of. it. well,
3: Uh, You know, spoiler alert, I'm a fan of the series. I, Like I said, I have the box set. I have all six of the original movies and the remake. I own them. I've watched them multiple times. I like this series. It's fun. And it's very, there's a lot of continuity throughout the series. They all tie together and everything flows, except for the, the new one, which is its own entity.
1: See, that impresses me a lot, that they took the time to make sure there's continuity in there. I just wish I gave a damn to actually watch the rest of them.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a shame that, that they waste a lot of meticulous work on a series like this. I'm I'm
2: kind of with Pat, although maybe not as intense.
0: About well, I'm it. just saying, like, I wish that much effort was put into Game of Thrones. Boom. <laughs> Take that, Josh!
3: <laughs> when in Rome. <laughs>
0: uh...
1: Was well, so so is there any between the four of us, any scene that either stood out for being good or bad? Like what was your what was your favorite worst scene out of this out of this movie? Favorite worst
0: scene? The the kill the killing of the cop's mother. What is her name? What was her name? That's the
1: second movie.
3: Stop talking that's about that That's what
0: the I said. Movie. That's that's damn it. We're that's talking the... about the original. Yeah, I know. I keep I, uh first time on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think so. See, this
0: is what happens when I don't watch the movie the day of. I did. I, I watched it like two days ago, and now they're all jumbled together.
1: Sure, blame it on the days. So, okay, Joel, what's your favorite scene?
3: My favorite scene is is the fireplace scene when he comes out of there after he's burned up, and half of his face is melted off, and he's walking slowly down the hall. It's very effective.
1: I'm with Joel on this. That would be mine as well. My, my favorite one is the point where the kid tells his mom that Chucky's, Chucky's real name, this is Charles Lee Ray. This is his real name. And she doesn't, I mean, considering they've been proclaiming that name on the news 24-7 as a strangler's been killed and caught and all that, she doesn't put one and one together on that at and all there
0: was a giant manhunt search for this guy in her neighborhood
1: yeah he told me his real name is charles lee ray you'd be like yeah maybe i won't let you have that toy <laughs> maybe you shouldn't
3: watch the news so much kid or wander down weird alleys
1: yeah that's what you get from buying from a wino
3: but chris surrounded to the rescue
1: i i will i will definitely say to you that this is a I not I don't want to go as far as saying cultural, but it is a pop culture type thing. It is. I mean, cool. six, seven movies,
3: seven movies, and when you look at the and the TV series and the works, and when you look at the you know all the they show all the you know the franchise icon killers. You know, you have the Universal Group, and then you've got the modern group, and Chucky's always in there. He's he's become a bit of a, a fixture. And
0: in, in I'm, the I'm not saying he's not winning. iconic. I'm just I'm just saying it's stupid.
3: <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of icons that are kind of stupid but
0: yeah this is one of them
3: i've never been afraid of the movies i mean they've never frightened me i just find them to be fun kind of popcorn entertainment
0: yeah and, and i guess you if know? that's what you're going for but i mean yeah. this is the type of horror that i don't enjoy i i, I watch horror to like be not necessarily scared because i'm not i don't like jump scare type horror I, I i like horror for the the tension for the suspense for the the. The gripping, you know, realism and this and just the, you know, there's nothing realistic about a doll with a butcher's knife.
3: No. And well, and especially when he gets his own knife that has a little fun little like squiggly lines on it. But, you know, if if I want a smart, intelligent horror film, you know, I'll watch a Justin Benson, Aaron Moorhead film. I'll watch, uh, you know, one Why of Peele's
1: yeah. films. Don't don't just drop those names <laughs> as if I know who the hell you're talking about
3: the endless (laughs) uh resolution spring which is one of my all-time favorite yeah like i said don't
0: (laughs) but But yeah i mean my my point is i mean this is not a genre that i I personally will go for just on my own i wouldn't ever like i've seen this movie once and there's no way i ever would have watched it again if it wasn't for this show
3: i mean it's just as far as horror goes there's just like any type of genre there's gonna be ones that you watch for fun and ones that you watch because you want to Think or you want to have uh, an experience like you know, yeah. I, I would never put this in the same category as The Shining or uh, you know, Psycho, something that has artistic value, but it's it's fun, you know, it's yeah. silly.
1: All right, well, I think this is a good point for us to take a break. How's that?
0: I, I didn't get to talk about my favorite scene.
1: Oh, what is your favorite scene?
0: Uh, when the teddy bears' <laughs> eyes turn red and they riot in the store. God damn it, dude!
1: Once again,
3: <laughs> you knew he was gonna. Die.
1: I was really, I was really hoping he was gonna say the credits.
0: <laughs> ah. ah, nice. Um, I will. Okay, you know what? I will give it that. Um, the music was good. It was creepy.
3: I'm your friend to the end. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'll give it that too.
1: Who did the music?
0: Danny Elfman. I'm just guessing. But I I'm mean, gonna go
1: with no on that one.
0: <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying like you know, horror movie, it's just a it's a if you don't have a guess, that's a good one starting.
1: <laughs> Daniel Morricone. Oh. No. Joe Renzetti. Oh good old Joe. Did uh, this is kinda weird. He did music for Child's Play, The Buddy Holly Story, <laughs> Under the Rainbow, another midget movie, and Vice <laughs>
0: Squad. We call we called him Joe for short.
3: What was the last one, Mike? I missed it.
1: Vice Squad. Oh.
3: That one's kind of a weird cult classic.
0: I don't even know that one.
3: It's just kind of it's just coming out on Blu-ray actually, uh, here soon. Of course Finally. it
1: did. Finally. You were right. It's, it? it's, it's a lot of people are. Wings Hauser as Ramrod. Oh yeah, yeah, time for a break.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love a good Wings Hauser movie? All
1: right. All right, when we come back, we are going to talk about Child's Play 2019 and uh Aubrey Plaza was she in terror of Tiny Town? She was. She was the tiny. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in a little bit to talk about more child's play. All right, we are back and we're gonna talk about Child's Play 2019. Um Okay, so synopsis. I don't know what else <laughs> we were to say about this. It'll be interesting. A mother gives her 13 year old son a toy doll for his birthday. Unaware of its more sinister nature, it kills people who disobey Andy. So, oh. way like to go, go IMDb.
3: The more D kills people Awful that synopsis that <laughs> don't like Andy or try and hurt Andy.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't. Agree with that one at all, but yeah. So, this is directed by Lars Kilvberg, Klevberg, Klevberg. Uh, he is known for Child's Play Polaroid. What is Polaroid? Well, it's another one of those YouTube kind of things like
3: uh, Lights Out, where there was a short film that he made that got really popular, and so they're like, Here, do a whole movie on that. And Mm -hmm. then this is his first film after that happened, which Polaroid, I think. I don't know if that actually came out yet.
1: 2019.
3: Yeah, I don't. I think it's actually coming to theaters, though. I think this came out before it.
1: Oh, okay. He also directed Happy Tree Friends, the movie.
3: (laughs) That's a messed up (laughs) series.
1: So take that where you will. Um, This is written by Tyler Burton Smith and Don Mancini, who created the original characters. Tyler Burton Smith, known for writing such things as the upcoming Kung Fury 2. Oh, excited. Arring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Did you see Kung Fury?
0: Yeah. Oh, God, I did. Oh, my God. I've played the video. I don't, I don't know if you can see it as much as experience it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he also did was a writer for the video game Quantum Break and Sleeping Dogs.
2: Oh, I've got both of those.
1: Yeah. And he also did something called Half Naked Raccoon Chase.
0: Ah. <laughs> so College
1: with <laughs> <laughs> which minus, minus
0: the raccoons.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is starring Aubrey Plaza as Karen Barclay. Mark Hamill as the voice of Chucky. Tim Matheson as Henry Kaslin, Uh Gabriel Bateman as Andy Barclay. Brian Tyree Henry as Detective Mike Norris. Trent Reddikop Red Reddikop as uh, Low Rent uh, Jack, Jack Black. Black. Yep. David Lewis as Shane. Beatrice mm-hmm. Kitsos as Fallen. Ty Kung Si. Tai something or other as Pug. Consigliary. <laughs> <or> <laughs> as Consiglio. Consiglio. Uh, I thought it was going to be
0: a, as... a Korean name based yeah. on how you were pronouncing it. Yeah.
1: And Carlis Burke as <laughs> Doreen. Simple simple.
3: Oh, wait, that's Vietnamese. Sorry.
0: <laughs> that's Laotian.
1: <laughs> Laosian, that's right. Sorry. Uh, Tim Matheson, the face of the Caslin Enterprise and Company, uh, you may know as being the Eric Stratton from National Lampoon's Animal House.
3: Yeah, he's had quite oh, a career as an director
1: okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we've known him for a while. He's yeah.
0: a Rush chairman. He's damn glad to meet you.
1: Uh, so Some trivia on this one and some slim pickings on the trivia for this. At one point, a uh, toy police car is activated and states, Dead or Alive, you're coming with me. This is a reference to Robocop, which was also released by Orion Pictures.
3: Oh, that was a fun little nod, personally. No.
1: Well, especially because they use the Robocop voice. Yeah. So, uh, which I thought was interesting, was this was released on the same day as Toy Story 4.
3: What's the marketing on this? they uh, They played no. that up.
1: Yeah, they did. Yeah. I wonder how many people went to the wrong movie that day. <laughs> I don't know. My kid wants to see some movie with a toy in it. I just took him to the theater. He hasn't Andy. slept in four days. Toy's coming <laughs> alive. I don't know. Uh, some more trivia. This will be the first Chucky movie to be shot in widescreen Two point three nine to one scope aspect ratio, unlike the original theatrical films, as you connoisseurs will know, were shot in the taller one point eight five to one aspect ratio. Like I said, slim pickings on the trivia. Uh, one, well,
0: uh, I was going to point that out, but I thought I would—I was being snobby.
1: Well, I mean, it's obvious to anybody, but you know, for our new listeners, we want to, you know. We have to ease them in, I guess. I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, One of two Chucky-related films released in 2019. The other being Charles. (laughs) Neither had any involvement from Don Mancini, the creator of the franchise, who is currently working on a television series to continue the original Chucky lore.
0: Well, that's got to piss him off.
1: Well... And if you look at the poster from Charles, it is literally just Chucky standing in the doorway. Here, I'll give you the cast list. This is directed by Luis Serrano, starring Luis Serrano as Bobby the Landlord. (laughs) So it's probably just as good as you expect it to be. Outside of Joel, first viewing for any of us? Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, this was the first for me.
3: It was it was my first, but I watched it before we actually decided to do the show.
0: So you didn't rewatch it for the show?
3: No, uh-uh, okay. I had watched it just like not even a week before.
0: Yeah,
1: he takes notes on the movies anyway, so just for in case somebody out somebody on the train <laughs> scribbles, wants it,
0: to scribbles them in a notebook all seven style. <laughs> <laughs> Have
1: you guys been reading my diary again?
0: <laughs> no, nobody touch your diary, Joel. We promise. For years, Joel, we've been reading that.
1: <laughs> I that.
0: Don't tell him.
1: I wonder him. why the pages were sticky. Strangely, <laughs> that's the same thing we said. I clean them after I'm done. All right, you know, so toys, toy, toy Story. So, <laughs> <Child's>
0: <laughs> <play>.
1: <laughs> See, the, the ad got to me, too. I wasn't sure what I was watching. Um, Child's Play. I was going to say, I'm I'm going, Chucky is freaking horrendous in this movie.
3: When you say horrendous, meaning?
1: Meaning? The design? The design of that doll is, I can't see any toy company going,
0: this is our winner. Yeah, yeah, that's a nightmare in a box is what that is.
1: (laughs) And second of all, what post-apocalyptic nightmare world do these people live in? Where everything is made by this one company. And everything. Amazon, Google. Excuse me, sorry. Yeah, yeah I was I gonna mean, say we're not that far off. Yeah, yeah. I, I. It's kind of <laughs> terrifying, but I mean,
0: what, what, <laughs> what nightmares? is it? it's it's called America. We do that right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's this is our life right now. That's well, you know what's funny about that? like I go to these, I go to these trade shows, and they always have the put your business card in, you can win some crazy shit, and they're like, hey, put your card in, you can win an Amazon or a Google Echo or whatever the things. And I'm like, no. I don't you, you can win a spy. Yeah, I don't want a government bug in my house. Um <laughs> You know, I have both in this house.
0: You remember when we used to be worried about the government bugging
1: us? Yeah, now we ask it for pancake recipes. <laughs> you can do that? <laughs> anyway. Um, see, I thought the
2: the setup for this one, I, I'm not gonna go so far as to call it realistic, but by like horror movie standards, this was a much more reasonable setup. And I liked the progression from like uh, safety shut off due to overworked person who's being persecuted uh, in Asia, which is another comment on our culture to like the doll's malfunctioning and he's got a safety shut off, but he's not instantly a killer. Like there's a progression to why and how he becomes a killer.
0: Yeah, yes, he I, just be- I, keeps becoming more and more socially awkward.
2: Mm-hmm. He's well, got yeah. that,
0: the blank slate thing.
2: And he's got the adaptive AI learning that the safety protocols are going to stop him from learning anything dangerous, but they've got him dealing with a kid who has an unhappy life and is kind of acting out who's showing him horror movies.
0: Okay. I have, I have a question for you, Josh, as someone in the professional field, do you think that they were trying to make some kind of, uh, analog to, to, the spectrum, the autism spectrum with, with Chucky, the doll, like they were I'm, trying to show it. I do not. Cause I was trying to wonder, I was, I was like, I was wondering if they were trying, cause I know that, you know, like the autistic spectrum is something that's getting a lot of uh, news coverage for lack of a better, it's getting a lot of press.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't think that treating that sort of condition as something that can result in homicidal uh, tendencies is either their intention, nor
1: would it be appropriate. <laughs>
0: Right, and I, that's what, because I was worried, I was, I was like, I don't know if this is a great message to be sending. <laughs> now, deaf people totally. <laughs> yeah, we're right. I mean, they were, they were, they just made a lot of weird choices in this movie that I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're trying to send a message with this choice, or if they just didn't think it through.
2: Huh, see, because I, I enjoyed this one quite a bit more than the original. I go so far,
0: spoiler, I liked this. I, w- I definitely, 100% liked it more than the original. I don't, I don't know if I've enjoyed. Was it was the right word? But I mean, I definitely I didn't hate it for sure, and I didn't. uh, I definitely had opinions on it. So anyway, we'll get there.
1: I I go with Josh on this one that I think the rationale and the lead up to what happened in this one was a. I don't say a, a lot more believable. Like some disgruntled worker somewhere turns off all the safeties on this.
2: Sure, and I mean if you're going to overthink it, you can say okay, well they had to program all of these behaviors that he can't do into one set of safety settings, and if you're going to do that you're not going to give that an off-on toggle and if you give it an off-on toggle you're not going to allow a random manufacturer in Vietnam to have access
1: to that toggle. Right.
0: right. There were several things about that that I was like yeah, like like, why does it even have the option to, to like... Murderous rage on or off? Like, <laughs> well, but
3: he he was programming it though. He didn't he didn't just go in and flip a switch. No, he literally yeah, did. He did.
2: He yeah, literally he did. just flipped a switch. Yeah. If you look on his screen, he set three toggles from uh, oh. on to off.
3: Yeah. But he had to. He it looked like he had to get to that option. It wasn't just like he
1: clicked it, on oh, the computer and the panel, didn't he? He he. It was a drop down menu. Yeah. I mean,
2: and. Unless we're saying this was the guy that did all of the software architecture for the Buddy dolls, which seems unlikely because of the way he was being treated.
0: Right. I was going to say they wouldn't be screaming in his face. Right.
2: Yeah. Someone that could create the murder doll is not someone you yell at and mistreat. But I was willing to forgive that because uh, the whole process, both what the movie was trying to say about society, like anything at all as opposed to nothing and uh the progression that turned chucky into a killer doll was way more interesting to me than anything from the first movie for sure yeah mm-hmm.
0: and and i will you know the a, this andy was much less annoying than the first andy
1: oh for sure well he had like six <laughs> six years on him
0: but well, he I mean, also just was a better actor in yeah. general i mean i mm-hmm. if if you take six years away from that kid he's still going to be a better actor than that first kid
1: what i will say though is Character wise, at what point do you say to your mom, Hey, you know, that doll you got me tried to strangle the cat?
2: Yeah. I, I was just going to address that because he was so lonely at that point. Chucky was really his only friend. And even when he had the other friends, he became friends with them because he had Chucky.
3: Yeah. I think he figured it was a one off kind of thing that he could get him to stop doing because he, you know, could teach him things.
2: Right. And at that point, it's like, yeah, this thing could be dangerous, but it's also my only social outlet at all in
0: my life. Yeah, and if I can if I can learn to control him, it won't be that big of a deal.
3: Right. I just have to hide it from my mom.
0: I mean, it's it's kind of like the first time any of us did anything questionable. We're like, should we tell anybody about this? And then before too long, we were just like, well, we just know too much on each other. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's
1: why we're still friends because we're afraid <laughs> of the pill. Should we're I really stick this out? in there? Yeah. Uh. Uh, I mean, it is dinner, but. It's...
0: But yeah, I I mean, there were a lot of things about this movie that uh, I was hoping it was going to solve a lot of the plot hooks and or plot holes and problems of the first movie, and it did in a lot of ways. It was much better written. The acting was much better. The whole concept of the Chucky was better. Um, it was kind of funny. I, I I did laugh at the line when he he's like, you know, what's your what's my name, Han Solo. Chucky, it is, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that was pretty. You know, so there were there were several moments of, of like actual laughter, and there were several moments of like actual what the fuckedness, But I mm-hmm. will say that the scene that drove me insane, that I hated the most, ooh, and I actually ooh, had to ooh, pause wait, it.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Can we guess? Yeah, can we guess? Okay, go ahead. Josh, do you have a guess? What's Patrick's drive me insane scene? Uh, I mean, the one he already told us about in the first half. Damn it, he ruined it. I, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to ruin it. Uh, no,
0: I was going to say, it's when the, when the doctor gets electrocuted to death.
1: I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate you, but props for keeping the joke
0: moving. <laughs> I <approve. laughs> Yeah, but no, seriously, it was the scene when the when the, the cop's mother gets killed. I mean, that was just a, such a stupid scene. Just, you know, get out of the car at any point. I
2: mean, in theory, Chucky controlled the locks. Yeah, but,
3: you know. He did, yeah. He locked the doors because she tried to, she or tried, they, he locked them at the beginning.
0: I just, I, I'm still of the opinion that, you know, you should be able to beat a doll in a fight. There's just, you know. And this, the whole idea of like, he can control the car by wagging his finger, by the way, horrible design, horrible design.
2: Well, obviously he wasn't designed to be able to interface with all the products. Like that was a step too far. Like Chucky order me an Uber is probably not what you necessarily want. And like drive me to school controlling the Uber. Yeah. That was a little far, but I I did like that Chucky's mastery of all of the products that are interface through this one company sort of justifies like most of his kills weren't doll superhuman strength. It was right. People were weakened because he was coming out of nowhere and he had all this extra tech.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that.
3: He had a method to kill people without actually having to to do it himself.
0: Whereas in the first movie, all it was was, you know, first step is always, you know, stab them in the leg somewhere. So they fall down. And then after that, you just, you know, stab them yeah, repeatedly. The
3: Cut the Achilles tendon. Um, I
0: just I'm not saying that's
1: different. not effect. See, my, I, I, I watched halfway through the movie after a creepy electrician dude who's spying on everybody in the building scene. And I thought to myself, you know what the best way to defeat Chucky in this movie is? Is just turn off the router. Oh, yeah. They turn off the router. I'm I'm just guessing because of the logo on the box he's Wi-Fi enabled. If you turn off the router, he can't touch anything else. Then you take him down.
0: And then at some, at what point do you just not buy a big bag of concrete, throw him in a box, fill it with concrete and dump it in the, in the ocean somewhere?
3: (laughs) Well, and you know, technically once Andy and his friends took out his power source, he was, there was no more Chucky.
0: Right. But I'm saying then take that, (laughs) put that in concrete. I mean, why do people not know how to dispose of bodies?
3: Well, the arc reactor wouldn't have been put back in, he would have, you know, wouldn't have been Iron Man. Um I was happy that they... I think they, you
0: watched a different movie.
3: They they primarily relied on practical effects. I was happy about that. Um because I was wondering if they were gonna go straight CGI and uh they didn't. Um and I personally found Mark Hamill to be a very nice choice.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, obviously he is a great voice actor.
1: Yeah, he's definitely, I mean, from the Joker to all the other animated stuff that he's done, Mark Mark Hamill's great for voice acting type of thing.
0: Okay, another thing about the original Chucky, you know, and this Chucky, the two voice actors they picked were, you know, obviously Iconics. Mm-hmm. So, icons, not Iconics. What
1: well, did, when well, when oh, it, oh. oh, go ahead. I was going to ask, what do you think about him? I, I may be getting ahead of it, so I'm going to pause my question. Joel, you go.
3: Oh, I was just going to say when he's first kind of sleeping next to Andy or when he's in the corner of the room and you hear Mark Hamill's voice, it it it's it's pretty creepy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah. He
2: was doing a real good job of being simultaneously creepy and at the beginning, somewhat
3: sympathetic.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah, he was, he was towing that line very well.
3: Which was a nice, a nice touch.
0: I mean, he's he's a he's a great voice actor
1: the scene where Chucky starts playing back the audio of him killing the cat was really
0: effed up. Yeah. That was when he's just sitting in the, in the closet, just like, (laughs) I'm like, dude, that's fucked up.
3: (laughs) Um, and I, I, when we, we were watching this, I was at first kind of like, um, I was, I, I was into it, but the first kill was, was creative. A little over the top and unrealistic, but fun nonetheless. Um, I definitely agree with you, Pat, on the car bit. That one kind of lost me.
0: Yep.
3: Um,
1: And what? then there was... What's that? Well, the, the car kill in the very beginning? No, no, the,
0: the cop's mother. Yeah, did
3: I,
1: I did think it was cool that they had the car the jumping out of a window, killing as of actually first death in the movie. Because remember, the guy changed the chip plugged in the new Chucky oh. and then jumped out the window and he just he falls right on the
0: phone. Oh, yeah. Just like Maggie. Yep. Oh, yeah. I didn't catch that.
1: And the other question I have is since he changed the programming on the computer, does it auto default back or are there just a shitload of murder Chucky's running around?
3: Well, and that wasn't an, I got into a conversation about this with a friend of mine. Um,
1: Another random stranger on the train? <laughs> uh,
3: no. At the at the end when he takes over all the other dolls, they would have the same failsafe. So,
0: well, where did all those dolls go at the end of that riot? Like suddenly, it's just him versus Chucky. Like they killed all the people. So where did they go? Why wasn't it, a, like seventeen, eighteen Chucky's versus Andy?
3: Well, they the, his friends took out a lot of them.
0: Yeah, but, but there were there were like a hundred boxes. Yeah,
3: I, then that was a question mark that that we was kind of where I was headed. Was you know there was kind of an overabundance, because it was, they were just releasing the new toys, so they had a full store, plus they had all the drones, so I, I would yeah, see what, what
0: kind of drones are they making that could just slice your throat up?
1: <laughs> I don't, is this when they start making drones with razor blade, uh, blade? <laughs>
0: right? I'm like, it's a drone, just grab it, and then suddenly it starts cutting people up, I'm like, Jesus! Like, I didn't, didn't realize you were selling military fucking, uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome drones, like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> Henry Castle's like, I... I like your toy, but what if we just put knives all over it?
0: <laughs> Make sure to sharpen those wings to a, to a razor sharp finish.
3: I assume Chucky just got too preoccupied with trying to kill Andy that he stopped control because he was controlling them. I don't think he he brought them to life and made them do their own thing. I think he was.
1: Oh, OK. He was in
3: control so of all of them.
2: They were other Cas Caslin corporate devices that he could control manually.
3: Right, they weren't actually alive. They were just his okay, okay. that He was controlling.
0: Got it. Right. I will so finally swallow one of your excuses.
3: Once I, he was preoccupied and didn't have to worry about everybody else, he was focused on Andy, and he wanted to do it himself.
1: Okay, I'll buy
0: it. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll accept that one. Swallow. I will take. I will take in your seed of knowledge into my mouth and swallow it. Yikes! Would <laughs> be the first time. <laughs>
2: all right folks that's enough um and i have to say <laughs> as, plenty horrified
3: <laughs> as much as, as as everybody seems to be a chris sarandon fan i liked detective uh the detective in this
2: mm-hmm. i
3: thought it was a it was a nice character that played well you know he wasn't over the top he was kind of subdued he reminded me a little bit of um what's his name Car- uh carl weathers no yeah
0: <laughs> You got a stew going, baby.
3: From Die Hard. I can't think of that act. Yeah. Oh, Reginald Val Johnson. It kind of oh, reminded me of that. Okay. Type yeah. Type of, you know, kind of subdued kind of I I love my job, but I'm not like super into it. I'm not gonna be
1: like over the top. Until you kill his mom, in which case he comes and just tackles. Yeah, you. yeah he's like,
0: fuck this kid, fuck you, Whoa. fuck everyone. Like
1: <laughs> at that point, you know, I'm like, done no. with this shit. Like,
0: like, yeah, I think you broke him.
1: <laughs> All bets are off. I mean, in all, in all, in all rights, okay, you're a cop, you, they call you out to find your mom under a sheet with a knife in her chest, and and you
0: think you, this kid has done it, so he, yeah. I got it, I mean, I have yeah. a hundred, yeah, I think,
1: so it, that's, I think, I, and you know what I also think about the ending of this, is in the ending of the first one, everyone's going to the psych ward, okay. Everyone, because they're all going to say, oh, the doll did it, the doll did it, the doll did it. Yeah, you know what? You All you guys are going to get analyzed and spend out the rest of your lives in a padded room. <laughs> in this one, the ending was cleaner for me.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: You know, it was one of those where it's like, all right, there was a software. We totally, re- you know, we are so upset about this. And we're going to recall not the model of dolls that actually were doing it, but the ones
0: that are brand new. You know, cover up, cover up, cover up, blah, blah. You right.
1: Know. right.
3: Well, because they had a store full of people that were attacked or murdered. Or, and so they all saw the new ones. They didn't necessarily yeah. see Chucky.
1: Especially that guy, poor guy who had to put that stupid head on.
3: <clears throat> oh, that was pretty That was pretty messed up, too, where he takes it off and he's blood Spudy spurting out on that girl. <laughs> he's, girl. Like, girl. he's
0: like, oh, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. <laughs> no, dude, he was stabbed in the neck. Yeah. He is not going to be fine.
3: Just put pressure on it. <laughs> put the hat put the hat back on. He seemed to be doing fine with that. With that mascot <laughs> yeah,
0: no, nobody wants to see all this blood. Put this head back on. I
2: love Aubrey Plaza. However, I will not say she has a huge amount of range. She was pretty much the same character we see her always as. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was fine. Like, I,
0: I like that character. She was a, she was a more subdued April Ludgate, basically.
3: Mm-hmm, I yeah. was telling Laura when we were, we were watching it. I'm like, maybe this is a universe, the same universe. And her and Andy had a baby, and they named it Andy. And Andy, you know, was killed. Or and left. then the
0: baby
1: looked at me,
3: <laughs> and <so> maybe
0: <laughs> and it winked at me.
3: Maybe she was April.
0: Oh, you should have done that as background, Ralph. Uh, uh fix it in post. And <laughs> then
3: <laughs> that maybe uh, she was April Ludgate, and she was. Uh,
1: Don't do that. Don't do um, that. I don't. No. I. I don't want. You're going too far. I don't want. Yeah.
0: To. No. This is too much. But and the whole hanging scene, by the way, I That was not only was that kind of your finish. No, it was kind of dumb. But whatever. Um. It. It was. It was out of character for Chucky to set up a Saw type. You know. We're gonna slowly raise this thing over. To, you know. Whatever. That. You know. That. That. That was not a Chucky kill. Was not a Chucky attempt. But what made me kind of laugh was. When she, when she came to at the very end and, and came over and was like, you know, don't mess with my son or whatever, I'm like, why are you talking all cocky? You would b- literally be dead if he hadn't saved your life.
3: <laughs> I was thinking less, why are you talking cocky? I was thinking more like, why aren't you going, don't mess with my son? You yeah. know, she, she was strangled.
1: Yeah, she was up there for quite a while. Her yeah. vocal cords should have been messed up.
0: Yeah, just, but just the whole thing of like, like don't get so cocky. You, would, you should be dead right now
1: wasn't for these meddling kids, and then those kids showing up like at, at the end with all the sledgehammers and everything. it's like, dude kids, you have no no scope in this game whatsoever. You booked ass on Andy when he needed help instead of coming back in there, and then suddenly you're gonna show up all badass with sledgehammers.
2: I don't know. I give the girl, the sister of his first friend credit because yeah, she for sure. walked in there okay. like a badass, and she only was not there with him because he tricked her and locked her out with the security okay. shutters. Yeah. I think oh. they
0: would have stayed if he, if, if they'd have known he was going to stay, but yeah. he forced them, he forced them out. Okay. I don't put that at their feet.
3: And one of my biggest problems with this movie was when they were watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, it was all out of order. They, they did not show that <laughs> film in order. They did. This is
2: like
1: my Chicago complaint.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, I give that to them. Like I, I, I understand was, why that bothers you, but yeah, it's not. I, I wouldn't was call that a you know all out of order. Yeah, I get that. I, I have those types of nitpicks, so I get that. Yeah, maybe they were watching a YouTube highlight reel. That was all out of order. <laughs> kids watch YouTube right
2: now.
3: See, I'm, I'm going to take the Joel roles. <laughs>
0: But it Joel, was nice are you going to swallow Josh's seed?
3: Not with me the first time. Um, it was a nice setup, though, for Chucky to come in and try and this stand makes him.
0: makes me uncomfortable.
3: It makes me laugh. <laughs> and then the seeds looked at me.
1: <laughs> oh, God. So do you want to do thumbs up, thumbs down? Let's do it. All right.
0: Well, I'll I'll go. I'm the obvious one. I'll say thumbs down for the first, and I'll I'll go thumbs up for the second.
2: I'm right there with Patrick. Uh, Big thumbs down for the first, but a more enthusiastic, I think, even thumbs up for the second. I I actually like this film. The second,
1: yeah. I'm on the same boat. Thumbs down for the first one. Thumbs up for the second one. Just plot-wise, it was a lot easier to
0: swallow. Yeah. Um, He he swallowed Chucky's seed pretty easily.
3: The seed of Chucky. Uh, um, Well, what the hell? It's 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 no surprise. I you know I've already stated my enjoyment. How
1: did this show turn into some homoerotic carnival? That's what it turned into.
0: What are you talking
1: about? Where have you been for the last (laughs) three hundred episodes? Um,
3: I, I like I like both of them. I, I had a lot of fun with both of them. I own them. I watch them again.
0: We pretty sh- probably should have started with you. Your, yours was more obvious than mine. Do, do,
3: yeah. Do, 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 do,
0: do. yeah, that's enough <laughs> of that. To stop that. Yeah,
2: let's not do this for the other Octobu show. Oh, I will be done. Speaking of. Yeah. What do we got on tap for the second half of Octobu?
3: Um, well, we've opted to do things a little differently. Uh, we are going to be doing The Haunt 63 and 1999 versus The Haunting of Hill House, the recent Netflix series by Mike Flanagan.
0: Nice. It's All a right, triple. So I'm actually you, excited for that episode.
2: Me too. If you have any comments about our uh, opinions on anything Chucky related or uh, ha- Haunting of Hill House, or just want to say, hey, uh th- mm-hmm. Glad to see you guys are back. Let us know. Give us a call at 708 Now Wrap. That's 708 669 9727.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to add a new category for the show notes. It's going to be now, then, and then, then. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you want to hear more of us, it's uh, iTunes, Blueberry Talk TalkShoe, Podverse FM, NoonFM.com, and find us on Pod Chaser. You can uh, leave us a review, see our feed, and uh, give us some ratings. So, In the meantime, thanks for listening Thanks for your patience in the first couple shows that we've been missing out on But uh, glad to be back And glad to be recording Thanks for listening
0: We're back I'm uncomfortable
1: Okay, so it's the uh, okay. That's why I'm not looking up. I'm looking up the uh, haunting. I'm looking up Hill House, and I'm getting House on a Haunted Hill, which is <laughs> another one of my family favorites. Nineteen fifty-nine. Yeah. That's a classic. That is with the witch on the on the wheelie board. And don't yes. forget
0: about the 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 hill of haunted houses.
1: Yes. <laughs> and the hills haunted house.
0: The hill. The hills are dead with haunted houses. Was the theme song. <laughs>
3: the haunted house of Beverly Hills, Billy. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: The ha- House Hill of Haunting? I think that's the only
2: remaining combination. Hill, hill, house, house, house.
1: Haunt. There's a ghost
0: down by the
3: seaman. Come on, Ellie Mae. De-
0: Debbie goes to the haunted house. That was a uh, spinoff. Is that a thing? <laughs> Probably.